wife Sasha Alabea is here to help you find your voice and your niche so you can be consistent on Instagram and other places so you can make money as an artist. Isn't that cool? (laughs) 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 What's up, Sasha? How are you? Everything is fine. Very good. And you? Oh, I'm so good. So me and her did a little chitty chat just, just a couple seconds ago. I'm starting my day. She's ending her day, and I was kind of complaining to her about how I feel like <laughs> very burnt out and incredibly unmotivated lately. And I look at her, and she's making like you just said, like three to sometimes six pieces a week. Yeah, <laughs> it just depends on how she's feeling. And I'm sitting here like, what? <laughs> like, I'm lucky if I can get like two pieces out, which is usually what I try to tell my students, because it's like. I'd much rather have like a lower <laughs> bar or have like an easier to do list because I'll have that better sense of accomplishment at the end of the day yeah. versus being like, oh, yeah, this week I'm just going to do this, this, this and this. Like I have like I'm going to work 120 hours or something. Yes. Um, so today's episode is really all about finding your niche and your voice. But I feel like we can't really do that unless you have the motivation to find it. So yeah. can you walk me through like what that process was like for you? Like you're getting into illustration. You're trying to find yourself and your voice, whatever the fuck that means, <laughs> your audience, all the things. What did that look like? Like what motivated you to do all that? So like I, like, I started by basically by drawing because I liked it a very long time ago when I was a kid. Mm. I always like to express myself by illustrations and also my mom was always encouraging me and my sister to create and she was sending us to art classes and my grandmother was also teaching us how to use different tools um That's so cool like yeah it was like really like a like a family activity my sister is still an artist so, so we we just meet always and we still work together you know sometimes what? we talk on the phone and she's working and i'm working so that is so cool because i just saw that yeah. you guys went on like a trip together Right? Yes, you yes, we were in Rio. She lives there. So I oh. was visiting her and uh, it's so nice to reconnect with the family and do the same things. Like sometimes we're all sitting in the in the table and we're like working in our stuff. And it's just so nice because I don't live with them. So, yeah, oh, man, that would definitely keep me motivated if I could like work with my family. Yeah. Yeah. I was That's telling so... them that it's so unique what we have. <laughs> it really is. Like yeah. I come from a family of creatives, but none of them stuck to it. To the point mm-hmm. where they, when they found out that I wanted to be a creative, they really, like, they were they were supportive to a point, yeah. but they were like, oh, you got to study graphic design. You can't be an illustrator. So, like, yeah. they paid, they helped me, like, pay, pay through, like, I went to a school called Full Sail, studied a program called Digital Arts and Design, and it was okay. Like, I learned Photoshop hella good. Yeah. <laughs> like, <this is> <laughs> program. But I had no idea what to draw, and then even my teachers, like, I would start drawing the first couple of projects, and they're like, no, 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 this is graphic design. You don't oh, even draw it. I'm like, they were limiting but, you before yeah, they're you even started. They put me in a box, okay? Yeah. <laughs> not, so it's just like, that's so nice that you had uh, not only a family that's you know supportive, and but actually taught you yeah. how to do things. That's fucking amazing. Well, they wow. allowed me, let's say. Well, they allowed you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, so, okay, I, I have so many questions. Okay. I'm like, my brain's like exploding. Okay, I want to get into the, the motivation tactic. So you're, you have an interest in art. Yeah. So how so so get me to where you are now cuz right just so, just so you guys know she's kind of a big deal, okay? She's got 52,000 <laughs> followers and she's grown this account very 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 quickly. Um since I started following her for the Women of Illustration account, I think the last time I post like the first time I ever posted your stuff you were at 20,000 and I think yeah. that was like less than 6 months ago. 
yeah it was quite fast um what what was the question to, about the motivation oh yeah no how did you get here so like um, what motivated you to get where you are now and and just figure all your shit out um i just go one step of the way or like one step at a time let's say mm. i i don't think on of course i have like goals long-term goals but if you mm. ask me in february last year I had a completely different vision. Uh, I started doing tattoos, hand poke tattoos. Mm -hmm, um, cool. And then I decided that I was going to be a tattoo artist. And then I changed all the approach and yeah, this is my vision. I want to open a shop here in this street. This is the shop that I want to open. It's going to be all pink with palms <laughs> and I will do tattoos and somebody else will do piercings. But you know, I had all this vision and then I, now if you ask me, If I would like that dream to come true, I'm, I would say no, of course not. I'm so happy it didn't. So sometimes I'm just like reconfiguring myself uh, every day because sometimes when you need a change, you don't know how it's going to come and uh, mm -hmm. when it's going to come or in what way or what's going to make the change. Uh, I don't know what motor will motivate the change and how it's going to change like for me. Mm -hmm. It was, okay, I want to tattoo, I don't want to do this anymore, I don't want to be an illustrator. But the thing was that I didn't want to be that illustrator, I didn't want to do the style that I was doing. So I, in one point I exploded, and I, I, was, I remember I was talking to my boyfriend, I'm like, I'm not this person anymore, that's it, a new person will born tomorrow. And oh, from that, that point I started creating completely different content. I mean, it's kind of the same style, but completely different, because now I add text and I add like an explanation, I started like using my voice. And I think that's when I became much more honest about who I am. Because let's say when I was doing illustrations that were a little bit more cute, it was me, but it, it was not 100% me, you know? I'm also mm -hmm. a woman and I have interest in fashion, in beauty, in a lot of things that I was not expressing. I like also to empower other people. I, I like to tell people what to do. And this is a great platform to do it, you know, just people asking me, what should I do with this, this, this? And I'm just like posting content. So mm -hmm. yeah, be, like being true to myself took me where I am now, even though it sounds like a cliche that everybody's saying, but it's, it's reality. Mm -hmm. I love that. There's a lot, there's a few things in here in what you just said, I want to kind of dissect. So the first one being, you have to take it one step at a time. And yeah. I feel like a lot of illustrators, they sell themselves too quickly. Yeah. And they make these really big, lavish plans. Because let's face it, it's fun to make plans. Because it, it, yeah. it makes you feel like you're doing something, but you're not actually doing anything. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when we think of these plans, sometimes they're like five years in the future, to, you know, 10 years in the future. But we don't even have our style yet. Maybe we don't even have a program figured out yet. Yeah. Like, especially, I think it's because obviously, like social media, we're surrounding ourselves by all these extremely talented, experienced people that might even have decades yeah on top of us and then we're expecting oh we can just be like them tomorrow yeah and it's like no it, it's less about trying to be like those people that you admire and much more of like trying to find the best version of yourself yes like, when, when all... i used to uh, sorry oh. yeah no 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 i'm no, this is your interview you tell me things. <laughs> I, I, was, i wanted to say that uh, when i was teaching to i was doing also workshops and i was when i was teaching my students i was like um There's nothing wrong or right, especially with kids, you know. I, I used to have a, this girl that she was like 10 years old and I was teaching her like private lessons. Mm -hmm. And 
I was telling her, listen, there's nothing that is right or wrong. It's all in your head. I don't know how do you see the final thing that you're imagining that you're going to do. And mm -hmm. so stop that image. Just stop it and enjoy the process and embrace the result of it. Because today will be this, tomorrow will be a different thing. And you will probably, you will hate what you did two years ago. But it's oh, fun yeah. because you enjoy that. And you were that back then. And there's no point on judging some outcome that oh, it's only your brain, you know, or something mm -hmm. that, I don't know, something that you envision, even with yoga, I don't know, I'm, I'm practicing yoga and the teacher is always telling us like, don't force yourself to the position, don't lose the breath on just to have the perfect position because it's not about that. It's not about accomplishing something that is in our brain. I'm not going to be my yoga teacher tomorrow, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so you need practice and you need to also be happy with what, with what you're doing and enjoy it. It's much less mm -hmm. about being competitive and to be the best of the field. It's not about that. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that way of thinking can be used in so many other ways. Like yeah. I've recently uh, kind of tried to unmindfuck myself when it comes yeah. to working out. And because it's so goal oriented, right? Like you have a scale, you have numbers physically telling you if you're you know, gaining weight, if you're losing weight. But for me, what helps me more with my mental health, just because I've been uh, like, like over the weight, the BMI tells me, someone recently told me that the word overweight is offensive. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to find a new word. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't, I'm like fat, I don't know. I feel like fat is okay. I've been fat my whole life. Um, even when I actually really wasn't, but people kept telling me I wasn't. It just fucked my whole life yeah, up yeah, pretty I much. Understand. But it's less about like, oh, I'm working out to lose weight. It's like I'm working out just so that way I can move my body. It's yes. and, I, like, and I'm going to get stronger the more that I do it. And that's really the purpose. Is it's like I'm not trying to get validation from other people. For sure. I'm just trying to feel like, hey, I can get off the floor a little easier now. I can yeah. go upstairs and not get winded and those types of things. So it's, it's, enjoy it's a walk. You know? exactly yeah so it's much less about like oh if i lose 10 pounds five pounds or whatever it's just i'm getting better by doing it and yeah. that same thing can be said with yoga with any activity that you're doing especially yeah. art you should feel good about what you're making because you made something yeah not and like yeah if it gets fucking likes or engagement or whatever like whatever that's that's just the result of good work yeah. but feeling good about yourself while you're working is key to i would say having the motivation to continue doing it because yeah. I always know, like right now, I'm having like a serious lack in motivation. And that's because straight up, I'm not excited about what I'm doing. Yeah. If I was more excited about it, I'd be more motivated. Yeah. Well, know? it's sometimes it's also fine. You know, I, I find myself sometimes uh, I don't want to, you know, I, I just don't sleep so well in the night. And I'm like, oh, I've been looking at my phone, cat videos for three hours. I'm not <laughs> going to wake up tomorrow. I don't know. Like I've been eating super unhealthy and I'm like, oh, you know, and then at some point I'm like, okay, but that's now. That's, you know, it's so insignificant for such a big life that I have. So it's okay if I'm not motivated. I would just sit and eat fries and watch YouTube videos. And <laughs> whatever, you know, it's fine. I will enjoy it. You know, mm. I, I just plan to enjoy even the not being productive, even if I don't want to, I don't know, whatever it is that I don't want to do it, I'm not going to force myself to do it because I have to to be, to accomplish some kind of goal, you know, that it's not mm. even real. Nobody's expecting me to do anything anyway. 
Something that I always think is really funny is like my first thought when I'm feeling unmotivated or maybe I'm having a bad mental health week is to go away, get away from Instagram as fast as possible. Yeah. And when you do post something, people can unfollow you. They remember that you exist, they unfollow you. But if you don't post anything, I'll like check, I'll like let's say it's been like three or four days since I've checked my Instagram. And then when mm-hmm. I do check it, it's like, oh, you have 300 new followers. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. And like, and I think of it like this, like if you're checking your phone, like every five, 10 minutes, like to see how your engagement work, it's not going to be very satisfying. It's like, oh, no. 10, 20. But if you wait a couple days, oh, shit just got real. <laughs> like, yes. Okay, now it's a little bit more impressive. And I'm thinking like, okay, what if I tried to slow my roll on my goals? Like time back to that. Like what if I'm not expecting this big, huge thing in five minutes? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a selfish American, right? Mm-hmm. I need it now. I need it yesterday. <laughs> like I need yes. instant results. I have no patience. But what if I learn some patience and just like it's like it's okay slow and steady wins the race like it's not like we're not fucking robots we don't need to churn out all this content like yes there's content marketing yes you know this is a business like i make my full-time living off my art but i'm also like a person for sure yes (laughs) and i need to just like enjoy my life instead of just trying to like crank out work out of it you know what i mean like not every life experience needs to be a piece of artwork Yes, I agree 100% with what what you say, that when you step out of it, like you start seeing much more results because it's just when you put so much brain on it, you're putting so much resistance that you're not allowing good things to happen, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, we got so deep in this conversation. It's fun. (laughs) And me and you do such like, I feel like emotional, spiritual sometimes work that it's like, of course, we're going to fucking talk about this kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, so let's go back to, I have this question, and I don't know what the right answer or if this is even a good question, but okay, what do you think is more important, finding a subject matter, like a niche in your work, like the messaging, or do you think it's the audience? Um, it's uh, it's like, what's first, the egg or, or the, I know. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of one. like that. I think when you stay true to yourself, let's say I, I love to use pink color, you know, and... If I think about the audience first, I'm not going to think about the audience and then the pink color. I'm going to go for the things that I find visually appealing and pleasing for me. Mm-hmm. So I will use those kind of elements. I, I don't think it's like a niche or I think it's just people that like the same things that I like. So if I like, uh, I don't know, makeup, then I will draw makeup and then people will be engaged because they also like makeup, you know, mm-hmm. and probably a person that doesn't like makeup at all will be like I don't care about you so and it's fine you know I, I, I know there's so many people out there somebody will like it and I'm fine like I'm basically giving my message to me to myself and to and to the people that I feel that maybe they will like it maybe not it, I just focus on on do it because it feels good mm-hmm. yeah yeah I feel like that's a really good way to do it um and I say this all the time, I think on the podcast to my students and stuff is like a niche isn't like a prison sentence. Like it's not like you're in a cage or in a box. Mm. It's just you want to have similar subject matter. So that way, like the reason I followed you on Monday is mm. the same reason I want to continue following you on Friday. Like you don't want to betray my interest. And yeah. like when I'm following you, like I always like to say, like, I'm your friend. Like yeah. I'm not just a fan or a follower because I'm following you because your message resonates with me. And we typically follow people for three reasons. One, they're around. But with the internet, there's lots of people around. So it doesn't really, doesn't really count. Yeah. And then the second one is we see ourselves in that person. 
right? Like we have Mm -hmm. similar interests, hobbies, like you like makeup, I like makeup, like you deal with mental health issues, me too, I'm broken too. (laughs) Um, Or you you see the version of yourself you wish you could be. And that's when we get into like influencer territory. So that's, those are really the main motivations. So I think you're right. It's really comes down to like your niche kind of comes first because those that's you that's your, what you're interested in and then the people who think similar to you yeah. or want to be you are just going to come like yeah. it's just going to happen um yeah i think that's that's pretty much what it comes down to so like if you're having a hard time like this is my advice i'd love to hear your input on the on the same subject if someone's trying to like find their niche trying to find their subject matter it's just figure out like what are you interested in what kind of movies do you watch what kind of music do you like what kind of books do you read right yeah like what are the things that you like to do aside from art because that's always every time I ask like I like art like I know you like art like what else do you like because I want people to get in the habit of trying to attract everyday consumers not other artists and I think that's how we kind of uh, fuck it up in the beginning yes because we're following all these other artists we just monkey see monkey do yeah so you're like oh I'm gonna make content to motivate myself as an artist and to motivate other artists and that's great and there's definitely an audience for that but only if you're really selling products to artists like you know digital downloads uh like brushes worksheets that kind of stuff then yeah we do that but if you're looking to like start a store or if you want to do client work then you need to be attracting everyday consumers so you need to find interests that align with other people yeah now it can be which is much more easy actually oh it's so much easier yeah Because you don't have to guess because like, especially since you're putting like both of us put phrases on our work, it's easy to come up with those phrases because they're things that you say to your friends, the things you think to yourself. Maybe you'll get it from like a movie or a song or something and that might like start (laughs) the idea, but it's essentially coming from your perspective. Yes. So like take a little piece of paper out, right? Like what are your interests? Write them all down. And then we have other things. We have things like core values. This is when we get into like activism is a core value. Feminism is a core value. Yeah. Religion is a core value. So if one of those things is important to you, they're probably important to other people too. Yeah, it's good, and I then, think, to create like a design program kind of like the, mm-hmm. like the um, I don't know how to say this word in English, but it's like kind of like a, take each part of any ideas that we have each word take more words of them you know like Mm -hmm. i don't know freedom even the color of freedom what it means for me feminist this i don't know it looks like this and it feels like this and blah blah blah. like Mm -hmm. kind of like make a statement of Mm -hmm. each word you know it will help a lot to create a, a style and another thing that i think it's very important that i was telling today in one of the answers that i that I responded in my Instagram stories. Um, person to- at- asked me about uh, imposter syndrome, something like that. Yeah, I you got know. it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never heard about it before, and then I read. Um, uh, apparently, it's like uh, when you're trying to base yourself kind of in the success of other people. The problem when we are trying to get validation from other artists is that we artists are all kind of fucked up. That's, I mean, you know, right? No, we are, for sure. Yeah, like, if I'm looking for validation from all these crazy people that, you know, it's not going to work. (laughs) Just (laughs) do your own thing and you will get the attraction of the people that really, that really like your message. Because if we are looking for validation from artists, from people that own art galleries and all this circuit of things that I don't even know them, you know, and I, I, it's just such a, pain uh, painful idea you know to fulfill their expectation i don't even they don't even care about me you know 
So mm-hmm. it's so important to just do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do it for you, other people will follow. Like, yeah. It's just like, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Um, like, it, that's so true, <laughs> especially with, like, the power of the internet. Like, you don't need a huge advertising budget in yeah. order to get people to go to your and see your work anymore like that like yeah those things help like native advertising paid advertising at adsense all the things like of course but if you just make a really good piece of content where people are like that's me yeah like you're it's gonna go so much further like i know i'm on the right track when i start getting comments like oh my god i needed this today yes or like oh my god is where'd you get this picture of me or something like that (laughs) and i'm like oh i'm killing it that's what you need to be doing and it's like how my story goes is like I was an illustrator. I've been doing this since like 2008. Mm-hmm. It was like right before I went into college. Well, for realsy college, not the college I dropped out before I went into <laughs> my second college because my parents were like, animation makes the most money. You should do animation. I'm like, but I don't <laughs> like, I, but I kept failing on my 3D classes. Like I couldn't get past the 3D classes. Um, and I wanted to die. Like I hated it so much. Um, Dropped out like a semester short of my associates and then got into digital arts and I was still compromising myself. Yeah. But it was like less of a compromise, I yes. guess. Um, and I worked for really good companies. Like I worked with Disney. I worked with ESPN. I had a really nice steady day job and mm-hmm. I fucking hated it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I got into illustration and then I did lettering because lettering seemed easier than like drawing everything that's ever existed in the world versus like a couple characters in the alphabet. And I copied other people and I did this for years. And it wasn't until this year, so fast forward like over a decade, that I'm like actually creating messaging and pieces that are true to who I am as a person. Yeah. And I can tell you without a doubt that I've made more money than I've ever made in my career. Yeah. I work the least amount of hours I've ever worked. Yeah. Like I don't really work that much. Sorry, that really makes you mad. No, I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, she's like, I don't work either. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just, and it's so much more rewarding. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, you know, figure out your shit, you guys. I think it's worth it. Like, don't wait a decade to find yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it, that's even more, more important than working, you know? Take totally. a week at least or something. Take some time <laughs> to know who you are. You can't go forward doing the same thing that other people are doing even if you're doing the same thing that other people are doing but let that be you and Mm -hmm. not do it because they are doing it and it's working for them yeah i think like a big uh, eye-opener for me was when i stopped following people within my same niche like Mm -hmm. other lettering artists and then now other illustrators i think i'm almost at the point where i'm going to unfollow you (laughs) because i'm afraid (laughs) i'm going to copy you and i don't want to do that (laughs) because we do really similar stuff it's like i love your work so like women of illustration will always follow you but letter (laughs) shop might fall off the wayside um because i'm like "Mm." um because it's like i'm so much more inspired by like people who have completely different experiences than me um, whether like, like I'm really into like collage, like people who do collage Photoshop work. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, am I, am I going to get into like a surrealism phase? It's coming. <laughs> I feel it. And then that's so much more exciting to me. Cause then I feel like I'm just like everybody else. Yes. Also, it's so important to step out of the digital platform. Uh, I love to go out and be inspired by the people in the street, you know? Uh, when I travel, mm-hmm. especially, but um, I don't know, just go to random places with, with where people are super diverse and everybody's different, and just to see them, you know, even if I don't talk to everybody, I get so inspired by the way people like 
dress and the way people act and music and uh, different subjects, whatever it is, I think it's just so much more important than, but because what you see is a screen, like a, like a one second of a person that posted a picture on, on Instagram. It's just really small compared to what mm -hmm. is outside. Yeah. And like, as like another little trick, just because my student, I, I feel like finding a message, finding a niche is like the hardest thing you could ever ask someone to yeah. do. Um, so some things that could help, like, especially if you're really into, if you want to add lettering and the thing with, and I say this in a couple episodes is like, I'm so sorry, illustrators that spend like 30 hours on a portrait. Yeah. Like if I did, if I spent two hours on a portrait and I added some lettering to her forehead, it's going to get better engagement than your piece. Yeah. And that's not because I'm better than you or more skilled than you. It's only because you don't have to guess what my work means. Yeah. Cause it's all about like, Hey, is this relatable? Cause like, honestly, Instagram, and this is like the one piece of content that will tell you instead not the blogs are like guessing how the algorithm works this month. But like the one thing, Instagram, like com, the blog will say is all we care about is consistency and relatability. Yeah. That's it. That's the, the if, if I'm only going to show your content to the people who are going to enjoy it the most. Yeah. That's, and that's a good, it's a good thing. If, if you actually know what your messaging is then the algorithm is actually in your favor. Yeah. Because it, it's doing its job. It's trying to like, hey, this shirt that you just released, well, there's people who really want to buy that shirt will show that too. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um, yes. Which is like, uh. so like when you're trying to figure out what your messaging is, sometimes it's like that can help that inspiration is follow meme accounts. This is a really weird piece of advice. Meme accounts? But like really, meme accounts, like uh, uh, accounts that, yeah, <laughs> I memes. thought you say mean. Oh, yeah, follow really mean <laughs> accounts that make you feel like shit. Um, no, meme accounts, like ones that do like screenshots of tweets yeah. or um, just like really basic, like, you know, images that are horribly photoshopped, maybe not even using Photoshop yes. to make the memes yeah. um, because they're all content. It has nothing to do with the skill set to take to make that meme. Like, no, but not. imagine you're an illustrator, right? Can you imagine how much further that message would go if it wasn't just Helvetica new screenshotted from fucking Twitter? I yeah. actually don't know if that's the font that, helps that <laughs> they use, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's like some other <laughs> sans serif yeah. uh, font. But um, yeah, like th then you're really ready to move people. And I like your work because, well, first of all, the messaging's really on point with my struggles as a as a human being. Yeah. Two, you have a, you're you're a talent you have a talented skill set, and I've definitely seen a lot of growth, uh, especially in your portraits over the last month, especially. Thank you. Yeah, you're doing your killing it. And then also, she uses the same exact typeface in every single piece. Yeah. And it's working amazing for her. She's making several pieces a week. She's kind of streamlined her process, and she's put the meaning before the skill. And that, and by no means, is an insult whatsoever. No, I understand. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just something to kind of think, like, you get over your perfectionism. Right. It do you don't have to make this piece perfect. You don't have to spend three hours choosing crazy color palettes. It's like as long as that meaning is there, it could be essentially a fucking stick figure and people will still like it because you're trying to impress consumers, not artists. Artists are snobs. Yeah. <laughs> We're very hard to impress. Yes. Consumers. I I've heard this my whole life. Oh, I can't even draw a stick figure. Oh, I can't even draw a stick figure. I'm like, bitch, yes, you can. <laughs> um, and I but I appreciate the compliment. Right. Because like you got people looking over your shoulder when you're drawing in class or something like that. It's because you can do something that they can't do. And that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. All right. So we've gone over some sort of niche basics and how to find your messaging and find yourself essentially. But now I'd like to take the time to talk about money. 
Okay. How do you make money? So I have kind of different source of incomes. Um, I have a physical shop in, in a coffee shop in Tel Aviv, here in the city center. And there I sell some of my prints, um, some uh, notebooks and um, journals. No, yeah, notebooks and journals is the same, basically. Like the mm-hmm. daily planners and notepads and things with my illustrations. I have some all the illustrations also there. So it's basically all my story as, a, as an artist in, in a shop. And nice. I have also, I make also pictures. I take pictures for, for the coffee shop, um, for Instagram. I really enjoy taking pictures and I like to do it only for them. I, I'm not <laughs> like a photographer and I don't want to be a photographer. I just like to work with the, with the owner of the coffee shop and uh, she's amazing. Yeah, if you and help we, her, it helps you. So um, Sorry? If you help her take yes. those photographs it only helps you because the more people come into the store then they yes, see your stuff it's a yeah. really nice uh, we have a really nice workflow together so it's uh, that's very nice i i really feel that it's like my second home in the city um i make uh, i make prints on demand on redbubble so i sell my illustrations also there and what else i work sometimes for clients this month i stopped um that a little bit because I want to focus more on the content creating. I want to make more videos. I want to create also more videos of uh, me talking about different subjects mm-hmm. uh, because I get so many questions about uh, how should I do, how should I deal with uh, depression? How should, should I do this and should I do that? And I don't have time to answer all of them, like each email, each message yeah, very particularly. So. I would like to focus on maybe I don't know if I will make like a YouTube channel or do it on IGTV. I didn't decide yet. In the meantime, I'm doing like Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would really like to help people by talking uh, more. Yeah. So can if, I ask you a be, couple questions yeah. about the video thing? Because I just want to help you figure out which one to do. So it depends on your goal. Okay. So if your goal is to let's say uh, get more website traffic, maybe you're, you decide to sell products on your website, mm-hmm. or you want more traffic to your blogs, that kind of thing, then I'd recommend using YouTube mm-hmm. because YouTube, owned by Google, and Google will always rank videos for keywords more so than written articles. Mm-hmm. So that's a really really good benefit. IGTV is really only good if you're wanting to just grow your audience. Yeah. Like not to say that you can't grow an audience on YouTube, you obviously can. Mm-hmm. Um, but with IGTV, it's I mean obviously you, it's really hard to do both. Like I've tried that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a webcam record YouTube, but then I'll have my phone record for IGTV so I have the the, the formats, yeah. right? Which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like it's I don't recommend doing that cuz then you're like, well, which camera do I look at? Then you're like one yeah, no, no, video you're like sense. not looking at the camera. Yeah, I tried it. It's not a good idea. I don't care what the blogs say. Um so that's something that you have to like kind of figure out. It's like, do I want to grow my potential audience for selling products or do I want to like get people more over to my newsletter because open rates are higher than engagement rates on Instagram? And I always come and I like really like internalize that and I ended up going for YouTube. Hmm. because one you get paid you don't get paid from igtv with advertising or anything not to say that that's a sustainable way to make money in the beginning but it's like an added benefit and then also for seo and that's what ended up helping me make more money in the long run yeah um but igtv like obviously if you just want to grow more followers and engage those followers harder then that's definitely the way to go about it which one do you think would be better for you i I think 
that IGTV is more like videos that I'm not listening to. I, I'm just like <laughs> analyzing myself on this, you know? That's it's funny. like basically IGTV, sometimes you, you're like about to go to sleep and you just want to see something. I don't know, just like somebody doing the hair color, you know, <laughs> like random mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think that's why it's very nice when I make the illustrations because it's like a very nice process to see. It's enjoyable. It's mm -hmm. a short video, but it's not like a deep content. Uh, if I, I think I feel if I want to talk about something really deep, like how to deal with depression and stuff like that, um, it will be much more meaningful if I just leave it uh, on YouTube, you know, and I think it will reach people that they are not even related to illustration and to art, yeah. which I think... It will be a nice next step. I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out and I'm like just talking about it and see what's going to happen. I have like, um, I know that I want to make a, a different, uh, like to keep on evolving on this and not mm -hmm. only make, you know, it's not going to be forever that I'm going to be making drawings with text inside. Like you said, also I like experiencing maybe collage and stuff like you always try to do something different. So mm -hmm. yeah, I've been thinking about it. Um, yeah. Another way to differentiate the two might be watch time. Like if you want to do something like, oh, I only want to do two minute videos, then it might be a really good idea to just keep it to IGTV yeah. and do like your time lapse. I love watching your Adobe draw process because yeah. first of all, I didn't know that you could just draw a shape and then click it and it would fill. When yeah. I first saw your first video, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Are you kidding <laughs> me? That. I was so, um, I was like amazed by it. I like downloaded that app the same day yeah. that is like the first time I saw you make that video and I like I'm like I just kept making the circle and then filling it and then making it and I was like this is fun and it's it's really fun to watch as well yeah but also you could add like a talking head on top of a time lapse and that would be really interesting yeah and especially if it's on a topic that's like I don't know you, you want to just give them a nugget you know what I mean mm -hmm. versus like an entire kind of lecture I guess yeah. you could say um, and then YouTube could be like the, the longer formats, like yes. YouTube kind of changed where uh, a lot of predominant people were all about that 10 minute mark. So that way could, they could show an ad before and after the video because yeah. it needed to be at least 10 minutes. And now out of all the different engagement points for YouTube, it's much more about watch time. Yeah. So like I've gotten the most revenue from like my live streams where I'm just talking for two hours Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's just me. Sometimes like, also you just. Uh, I find myself like watching a video that is like an hour and I'm just like working at the same time because I'm not dedicating that time to see 100% the content. Sometimes it's just like interesting and just like totally. it, I use it as a podcast, but it's not a podcast because it's like sometimes I'm, I'm just like, okay, let's take a look at it. Okay, keep on working, you know? Yeah. I love to see you kind of play with both and see which one gets the best like reaction yeah like but i do think like the eye because like igtv is all about that icon candy that like immediate visceral reaction yeah. where i do think youtube does perform better like with the longer format than also like treating it as a podcast yes because i've gotten that those comments a couple of times from my youtube videos yeah. like oh i did like i was like when i saw the when i saw the watch time was two hours i was like oh, i don't know if i want to <laughs> but then i forgot about it and i just did laundry while i listened to this and it was yeah, great and sure. i was like oh cool so i'm glad that you found a way to enjoy my free content okay <laughs> Because <laughs> um, I know many people who are listening to this right now are you know, probably working or doing chores or something, or they're in the car. Hi, person in the car. Um, <laughs> and it's just really nice, like, background noise. You feel a little bit less alone. And I hope this conversation has brought to light some cool things. Um, so I think we're at that point where we're probably going to wrap up soon. It's going to be a bit of a shorter episode because I've actually talked to her already. Yeah. <laughs> and then the recording fucked up. 
and I'm like so afraid it's gonna happen again. <laughs> so I'm like, and I'm like, okay, can we just end the conversation? And I want to make no. sure that it's, it doesn't go anywhere. Um, but before I leave you, I do want to ask you uh, some more money questions. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm. You've told me a couple things that you do. So you also uh, mentioned in a previous conversation that you used Fiverr. So that's something yeah. I want to talk to you about. And then you put stuff on Adobe Stock. So I just want to. I'm gonna. I just want to know about all these different pl- platforms. And out of all the things that you do, um, what makes the most money? Okay, it depends on the month, but okay, it's quite uh, similar in all the platforms. But let's say Fiverr, I use it only if I like. Let's say the last month I did a, a project, an interior design project, and then like, then I'm not taking Fiverr clients that month because I I, I got all that month was already covered with Redbubble and freelance and you know like it was fine and I don't want to work more and I went to Brazil so I wanted these two weeks of uh, just being with my family and I needed my time and mm. so I I always prefer to work less than to make more money. So for me, freedom, it's much, it's uh, being rich. It's not about having a lot of money in the account. Um, What I think is that uh, it's quite equal from all the platforms. On Adobe Stock, I'm not selling yet. I think it will start selling in some point, but I think it's not the stronger stock photography place at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they will de- develop more, uh, but I'm I find it very nice that they contact me and they made me like a pro account and it's like really nice for me. It's like very good, mm-hmm. but nothing is happening yet. To be completely honest, uh, people sometimes contact me and it's good because it gave gives them like a base price for how much it costs to license to get the license of the illustration, and then from that point, you know, if I want to to send a quote, it won't be like what when is where is this coming from you know i have like some kind of backup let's say i don't know how to, how to call it like yeah then, then that makes sense it's like, like a, a base point price of or something it's mm-hmm. like okay they if they are selling something that is already existing for for this price then this is my price and it's fine you know because i'm going to dedicate this amount of time to create the piece for you anyway mm-hmm. like i think also fiverr works um on the point that you need to dedicate a lot of time also answering emails that are not so relevant. Sometimes uh, <laughs> people just uh, are wandering around and they and when you don't answer, the rate, the response rate goes really low. I've been in a meeting a few, like a month ago, and I was like telling them all my feedback because the offices are here. So we were talking about giving them some feedback as users, like there were different, uh, different kind of users also there. We had mm-hmm. like a like a nice meeting, lunch, and workshops. And for me, if you're thinking about starting uh, an illustration or a graphic design or whatever, voiceover recording, anything that you want to do on Fiverr is really good for a start um, because it gives you uh, it gives you um, kind of uh, mental clarity on what the services that you're offering and how much your time value and it's val- like it costs let's say and how much mm-hmm. every extra service that you're providing how much you want to take for that extra i don't know an extra sketch for a logo that we didn't talk about it before but it's written there so it makes mm-hmm. everything very clear and it's it makes all the process of uh oh, listen you need to pay me you don't have to do that <laughs> because it's already there you know so even though i have everything already figured out by this point mm-hmm. but 
Fiverr helped me to do that, right? Yeah. It was like a good first step. And, and sometimes I still use it. For me, until the end of the year, I prefer not to take any more commissions because I'm trying to really focus on, on the content creating and, mm-hmm. and also to create a, a very good income of passive, uh, passive income, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting because it wasn't until I, I, I think I saw like a story or something from you that said that like you were at Fiverr headquarters and you were doing that uh, yeah. like meet and greet and stuff. And I was like, oh, interesting. Because you're like, oh, I work I work at Fiverr. And I'm like, does she have a day job at Fiverr? And then I Googled your name and I wrote Fiverr. And then I found your Fiverr account. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this girl's got a Fiverr account? And now like, I remember when Fiverr first came out. And yeah. Fiverr has bad rep, right? It's a really, really bad rep for like, hey, this is the place where clients will get ripped off. Uh, well, you know, like people will trace other people's work and claim it as their own and give it to you on Fiverr or um, they'll use like basic bitch stock illustrations. And this mm-hmm. is when like you could only have things that were like five, ten dollars, twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. But and then I looked at your work and it was like three hundred to a thousand. I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to I was like because I was worried. I'm like, does she not know that she's worth more? <laughs> and I had this like I had this like freak out moment where I was just like, oh, no, because like when you see a, an artist undervaluing themselves, you're like, stop don't wait, do that yeah don't do that but then i'm like oh no she's fine i'm like okay yeah. and i had this like total weird point of view when it came to fiverr and it turns out none of that stuff's true yeah. and i didn't i hadn't looked at the platform in like six years yeah. and like it's completely different now so like i would always make i would always say this thing where like if i got a client and like let's say they couldn't afford me um or something like that usually it's the money thing i would point i would give them a link to fiverr yeah I'd be like, here you go. Here's Fiverr, or here's your local Craigslist. Yes, but like, they developed these uh, pro accounts. Um, I think that's where all the the game changed. I, I've been in the platform for, I think, like a little bit more than a year, not so much. Oh, okay. And I joined also only because I met a girl that she was following me on Instagram, and she came to a, one of my pop-ups, and she told me, like, oh, you should totally join the, the pro account. Like, you should have a pro account. And I was like, yeah, sure. What is that? How does it work? So I started because of that, and you you get like very good um, also support. You I have like a support person that I need to talk to if I if something goes wrong if a client mm. is being weird. I can just that's nice. Yeah, I can talk to them. So they evaluate your content, and they they can give you a pro account if you are worth to a pro account, right? So. Mm-hmm. Your work doesn't go under value, and also the clients that will approach you are going to be better because they kind of improve these kind of conversations, and they are improving like constantly. Really, like for me, right now I'm not using it, but definitely if the next month I will be like, oh, maybe I will do like one or two logos, you know, to have some mm-hmm. extra tasks and stuff. I will totally go back and take out the vacation mode. But yeah, fucking. Like, so interesting. Like, you're, the, like, this one person that's, like, changed a lot of perspectives for me. And, like, that Fiverr, no, seriously, is, like a, is a big one. It's a big that's one. Cool. And also, Redbubble. Yeah. So, let's see. Let's get into Redbubble. So, mm-hmm. I had, so, out of all the different print-on-demand websites that are similar to Redbubble, like, Society6, Designed by Humans, Threadless, Redbubble is my favorite. Yeah, um, for me, too. They actually, yeah, they actually hired me to create their, like, yearly anniversary t-shirt. Oh, nice. I think a year or two ago. Yeah, and it was, it was actually how I found a little bit more of my style. And if you see it, you're going to be like, what? Who is this person? There's like a dinosaur throwing up a rainbow in it. There's like all this weird stuff. <laughs> I think I saw yeah. it. Yeah, it's an older yeah. piece. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and they're just really cool. And uh, 
I remember when, when I sent it to the platform, they gave me like a, a gift card to like buy a bunch of samples of my own work. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, that's nice. nice. So like really good impressions, but never really made much money from it. So I, I'm curious to know like what your experience is with them. Well, what I'm experiencing, like in, for some reason, they chose a, a, a lot of my works to feature on the found, right? They mm-hmm. have the found. That means that your work will be showcased on the first pages of the, of, like it's a selection that they make. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. constantly adding more works that I have there. Nice. So when I bring traffic from whatever platform is to Redbubble, I make more sales because of their algorithm, which is great. Like it doesn't really matter if the people buy what I'm showcasing or not. Mm-hmm. basically they put me first so I found myself like selling more and more and more because I'm first on the found so it's quite easy just like when you get into into Redbubble and you just browse for posters or something I have a few that are not related to what I post on Instagram I have different content for Redbubble oh. because I, I create content from for Redbubble there are things that are going to sell really good on Redbubble of course I have my I quotes and my words in a separate part but uh, like I'm selling a lot of um, sunsets with cities and stuff like that that I really enjoy drawing but I'm not mm-hmm. going to post that on Instagram because it's not related so I think it's so important to have also like diversify your style to the content that will give you more revenue or more followers or whatever it is that you're looking for in that platform but you can't expect the same from all the platforms like you can't do the same content for a newsletter than for a blog than you do for Facebook or, you know, it's all the platforms are different, have different users and different expectations. So you need to see which platform works better for you and just go go with that, basically. Yeah, yeah. that makes total sense. Uh, j- like, as an example, I just recently got into Twitter Yeah. Uh, again. Um, and I've been using Twitter the wrong way for a really long time. And my boyfriend, like, he, is, he hates social media, even though he helps me with women of illustration on Instagram. <laughs> um, so, but he's really, that's, like, the one platform that he has, like, a personal account with and uses all the time. Um, and then he was so proud of me this past week. He's like, oh, my God, Dina, I'm following you on Twitter, and you're finally making, you're, you're getting it. You're oh, doing it great. right. Because what I was doing is I was just, like, essentially kind of copying and pasting what I was doing on Instagram. Like, here's the piece I made. Yeah, that's what here's I Here's, like, you know, the first, like, you know, 120 characters from the bio. So, you know, nice, short, maybe a link to, like, a product if it was for sale. He's like, you don't do that. Like, that, that's not what you – that's not what it's for. So instead, what I do is every quote that I come up with, every phrase, I write in Twitter first. Mm. Without a picture, without any art associated with it. And it does really, really well. Oh, nice. So it's like my beta test for my content. Because I'm always, I always think of social media as beta test. So like I'll post like a sketch, for example, on yeah. Instagram. And if that sketch does, you know, hits a you know, certain performance marks that are important for me personally, yeah. then I will take the time to finish that concept yeah. and then put it on a product. But if it doesn't do very well, then I won't finish it. That's a so great it's like, idea. So I'm just adding like another level of not only transparency, but also another testing. Okay, well, what about this phrase? If this phrase, because like, there's entire accounts that are just screenshots of tweets. Oh, <laughs> so cool. I figured I, I will I follow well you and I might that. might copy your idea. Oh my god, <laughs> copy, everyone copy it. It's totally please copy. <laughs> yeah, because really, I don't use really Twitter. Long. I think it's a great idea, and I would love to see what you post also. Yeah, it's a you know, I and I just started a new series called Dina Rants, where I hand draw my tweets. Nice, I like <laughs> it. I, I saw it. Yeah, I saw <laughs> yeah. it. I put like also, yeah. 
Yeah, I posted that this week, and that you, know, you did pretty well. And I was like, okay, because there's some pieces that I'm like, I don't want to draw a thing. Like, I really I like wanna... that concept. It's a great idea, right? Like, yes. fuck, fuck yeah, right? Quotes and people get related well. also because it's like something that they know, like they know Twitter. Yeah. You're basically like drawing a meme. Yeah, I'm yeah. drawing memes. Yeah, That's pretty nice. much. Yeah, just killing it on these little tips, tips for days, you guys. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think okay, now we're done. I think we're okay. done. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And my girl, do you have anything that you want to promote before we wrap up this episode? I think we speak about a lot and we could talk for an hour more, but uh, yeah, I think it's enough. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, Thank be you. sure to follow my girl Sabrina on Instagram. It's S-A-S-A underscore E-L-E-B-E-A. She's amazing. Her work is so good. It is motivating. Not only as like an artist, like, oh, that's, that's a cool picture. Like, oh, well, it's actually like really meaningful and kind of changed my life a little bit. No big deal. <laughs> Don't freak out. Um, also, in just other news for Women of Illustration, we have a couple things that are in the works by the time this episode comes out. One, we have a new course um, that's teaching you how to turn your products into, wait, no, I messed that up. How to turn your art into products. I was like, turn your products into art. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Turn your art into products. So like if you use platforms like you know Redbubble, society six those types of things i'm teaching you how to use a program called printful and i'm curious is this something you've ever thought of for yourself have you ever heard of printful before um me yeah um i tried but i don't know i just like Redbubble. <laughs> yeah no i tried yeah, Redbubble printful. definitely does more stuff for yeah, sure yeah i i tried printful it's like a very complicated uh, platform for me it was oh like yeah you thought it was that's I interesting yeah um it's like uh, the interface and everything and also i created like a shopify account and mm-hmm. i don't know in the end i was like okay everything is ready let's launch it and i'm like uh, no closing i don't know it just like didn't feel really nice, you're you know? just like i can't do this I, you're making it really hard for me to sell my course right now that's okay no, 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 that was me <laughs> and also like listen my boyfriend he was like he had uh e-commerce that was generating like so much money back then and he knew how mm-hmm. to do in- like a uh, facebook ads and he was going to help me with everything and i just it just didn't feel like me i just it i and i was not even like selling so much on Redbubble. i just felt like no this is not what i want to do so, I think it just depends. Like like yeah. Robin Edinburgh, for example, she she just has a Society Six page, yeah, and she's got like I don't know, like five hundred thousand followers or something like that. And she just never like you know try to make her own products, and she'd probably kill it. But she's like, yeah. no, I'm gonna put on Society Six. I'm not even gonna worry about it because you don't have to make mockups. You don't have to do all the marketing stuff that's involved in making an e-commerce shop. Yeah, and you have those platforms, so that that's definitely a plus. I like Printful because. First of all, it made me like 50 grand in the last six mm. months, but also um, because like I just Redbubble, I was always disappointed about like, getting like a couple cents on the dollar for some yeah. of these things. And you can set much higher profit margins using Printful. And also, I don't have to teach someone how to use Redbubble. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, everything's on my website. So it's like, okay, because it's just so much easier, especially with like the the like link like you only have one link in your bio instagram is like my main driving force my main advertising platform yeah and having like a link tree of like okay here's my patreon and then here's my youtube and then it's just like i'm, I'm telling all these people to go all these different places but yeah. they're probably not going to visit every fucking link yeah. in my link tree so it's so much easier just to go like, yeah lettershop.com yeah that's where you can buy my products that's where you can hire me for my services that's where all the information is so it's like they're already there and then I can create my make the products look a little bit more realistic mm-hmm. by having like actual photography of models wearing the clothes, which yes. is actually a lot cheaper than you guys might think on how to do. Um, 
and it, it just like totally changed my life. So I definitely think it's, it just depends on what you're wanting. Yeah. If you're the kind of artist that always wanted like a shop, but you don't want to like print and fulfill your own stuff, <laughs> then yeah, Printful's a really good option mm-hmm. for sure. Especially if you already have like a, a decent audience. Because obviously like the first step in building a shop is building an audience. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're not just selling things to like no one's listening. And that's a big part of the course. It's like three sections. The first section's how do I build an audience? How do I find my voice and niche? A lot of the stuff that we've been talking about today. The second is like how to set up your store, how to write good product descriptions, how to get a little bit of the SEO strategy in there because that's important. And then like how do I present <laughs> these products? Yeah. And then the last is the marketing of it, which is usually the one that we suck at the most. There's something really weird for artists when we're like, hey, can I have money? Yeah. <laughs> that we feel really <laughs> awkward about. Um, so actually, okay, here are some tactics so that way you can actually increase sales the day that you launch because that's usually the day that you're going to experience the most growth because mm-hmm. people always like new. That's why so many companies put new on their fucking cereal boxes and shit because yeah. like people like things that just are new yeah, um, versus true. like, oh, this is something that I've had for three months. Can you buy it? That's not as compelling, yeah. right? So if you're interested in that, it's a really affordable course. Uh, it's at womenofillustration.com. It's the beginning of many courses to come. I hope you guys will check that out. Also, other things, and thank you for hanging out while I sell people things. Very cool of you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just think it's easier for it like, to be like, how can I naturally just slip this in? Just this is this, this really cool thing. No, it sounds like an amazing class, actually. Oh, like, see, she likes it. Class. She likes yeah. it. Um, well, if it's something you're ever interested in, I'll just give you, I'll give it to you for free if that's something you, you would like. Because oh, um, nice. you're, you're, I love you so much, and you're so fucking talented, and I don't know how much money you're making from Redbubble. If Redbubble, if you're making like, I don't know, like five, 10 grand a month from Redbubble, fucking keep doing that. I make about 10 grand a month from Printful. Yeah, so it's, no, like, it's and, much more, so much more. Yeah. But I don't want also to put all my, my. well, I tried with the Printful, but uh, I I like the social part of the Redbubble that I, I've oh, I'm yeah, just not Oh yeah, because they have like so posts much. and stuff, right? Yeah. There's like a plot, yeah, I forget that they have that. Yeah, so they yeah. are doing all the marketing part and I'm fine with it because I'm looking to do something very different that is than the shop you know so I'm diversifying mm. and I'm not yeah, putting yeah. all the effort on the on the on prints on demand so yeah, it's kind I feel of that. like a quarter of my income you know oh I see yeah yeah I was like all client work a year ago I was like yeah it's like I do three hours of work give me two grand like I was very and now I fucking hate it yeah. And I just want I just want to focus on products and the women of illustration. Um, and that's and that's where things are going. So it's so interesting that you're like, oh, I'm going to start with this. But now I hate it. I yeah. never want to do it again. And you reshape like, wanna... yourself all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. when people ask me to do logos, I just like roll my eyes. I'm like, oh. yeah. and like <laughs> and like six years ago, I my my business before it was called Letter Shop was called Logo Juice. And that's all that I did was logos. Yeah. And that's how I started my career. So I just think that's really interesting. So yeah, yeah, guys, there's lots of ways to make money. Try them out and see what works the best for you. Like my advice is only going to get you so far. Her advice is only going to get you so far. But the main thing is stop planning, just start trying some shit and then just do more of what works. Yeah. Okay. We're done now. Thank you guys for listening. Please give us a review on iTunes. I don't think there's reviews on Spotify. But yeah, or just like, you know, if you want to get a free shout out from me, go ahead and share your favorite 15 seconds of this episode to Instagram stories and I'll give you some extra love on Women of Illustration. All right. I'm going to leave now. It was great talking to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much like, for having me. Thank you so much for recording this thing twice with me. You're yeah. very cool. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Both times.
<laughs> Both times. All right. Now I feel like we're closer. We're like friends now. This, yeah. is, this is why I love podcasts. It gives me a reason to feel like I have friends in yeah. the art industry. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye.